0: Hello everyone and welcome to Moose Tracks, Locking Horns with Mental Health. I'm Ivanka and I know it's been a while since you've heard from me. So I decided today that I would sit down and record an episode for World Suicide Prevention Day. When I opened up my computer, I saw that there was a draft sitting in my podcast draft episodes and I froze dead in my tracks because I realized what that episode was. This past April, I took an attempt on my life and I pre-recorded an episode, a message of goodbye to all of my listeners, to my family members and friends. I was going to listen to the episode today before recording this prequel, but then I realized that maybe it was best not to. It probably would stir up a lot of emotion that I'm not really quite ready to deal with just yet. But I thought because it is World Suicide Prevention Day, that maybe listening to the rawness of what that message is Would be helpful to some of my listeners, maybe even educational. So without further ado, here it is. Hello, everyone. No fancy intro, no music, and no editing of today's episode. I'm releasing this one as is, for today's episode is not like any of my others. Today's episode is a message of goodbye. It was recorded a few weeks ago and scheduled to upload today, So if you're listening to this episode right now, it means that I recently lost my battle with depression. I debated doing this recording because I can fully respect how creepy this must be to hear my voice knowing I'm gone. But the reason I chose to go through with it was because I thought you deserved a goodbye. Oftentimes when someone dies by suicide, there are a lot of questions floating around and a lot of closure that is needed for those left behind. I don't suspect you have many questions as I've spent the last four months giving you all the details behind my suffering, but closure is definitely something I'd like to try to give if you'll hear me out. Life with depression has not been easy. I've tried my best to educate the world on that, not just my experiences, but the experiences of others as well. I've also done my best to remove the stigma that suicide is selfish, though I'm not sure how successful I've been on that front but I'm hoping this message will explain that just a little. I've been fighting suicidal ideation every day for the past 10 plus years of my life. It's important for you all to understand that every day that I chose to stay alive, or chose to fight, was always for everyone else, never for myself. It's incredibly painful to stay alive and live in hurt for other people. After a certain point, it's just not possible. I live alone, and that's already a pretty lonely way to go through life, but throw in the pandemic and the 500th lockdown, and then being stuck at home with a landlord who makes my life a living hell, and that has definitely heightened my levels of suicidal ideation. But even with that, for the past year, I still fought every day. But in the end, what it comes down to is I just ran out of fight. I recently saw a post on Instagram that really resonated with me. It read, Suicidal people should not be told the main reason to stay alive is for other people. Suicidal people deserve love, help, and support. Suicidal people deserve to be treated like life is worth living for their own sake. This really hit home because for years I've been doing my part to educate those around me, giving them a literal playbook of how to help me, Because I wanted the help, I did. But that didn't work. If anything, it just pushed people away and made me feel even more invisible. And I get it. I'm different. It's not fun to be around. Just imagine, if you don't like being around it, how hard it is for me to be around every single day. Every time I try to seek help, I feel guilty, so I hold off. But then it gets really, really bad. When I'm feeling suicidal, that's when I finally reach out. And the only thing people ever say is, stay alive for those who love you. Stay alive for your dad. Don't you love him? Of course I do. I love him more than anything. But sometimes that's just not enough. And it always feels like a punch in the gut hearing that from people. Because fact of the matter is, it's weird for people who aren't there for me to tell me to stay alive for them. And this isn't said with bitterness. I'm just telling it like it is because I'm tired of sugarcoating it. People have lives. I get it. They're busy. But it hurts to not be a part of any of those lives. It hurts to not be included. It hurts to not be anyone's priority. Something so many people take for granted. All I've ever wanted was to belong somewhere, anywhere. But I've come to the conclusion that this was never going to happen. I know because I've spent the last 38 years of my life trying. It's funny that this podcast is in the top 10% of podcasts out there, according to a recent analytics report, yet the majority of listeners are complete strangers, and it's you strangers who are the ones listening to my words and reaching out to help, not the people I've known for years, and the people I'm quote-unquote supposed to stay alive for. Don't get me wrong, it warms my heart to no end that you strangers care. And please know that your kindness has kept me alive longer, more than once. But, and I can't believe I'm saying this out loud, but I think I have to. I made this podcast with hopes that the people that I love would step up, the people that I know, and start helping me through this. Because I just can't do it alone anymore. All they had to do was listen, to be there. Treat me like they treat everyone else. I wasn't asking to be coddled or for anyone to solve my life's problems. I was literally just asking to be treated like everyone else, like a friend, invite me to things, include me in things. But that's not what happened. And I think that's why this hurts so much. All that said, this isn't to blame anyone. I had an illness and this illness just wasn't going to go away. I don't want you to think that I gave up without a fight or that I didn't love those wet left behind. I did. I love my family so, so much. But what it comes down to is I simply wasn't able to go through this world alone any longer. I got tired of inviting myself places and always being the one to reach out and everyone always being too busy. I just wasn't strong enough to keep asking for help and I was tired of being a burden because that's what I've become to everyone around me. It's important to know that these feelings weren't just once in a while, they were every day. And I was strong enough to get this far in my life, but I've run out of strength. I've been treading water for years and getting nowhere, and this past month, I just started to sink. I realized that complete strangers love me more than those who actually know me, and that's because they don't know me. They just know what they see online. But the fact is, whenever people do get to know me, they realize there isn't anything to love, and they always fade away. I can't go on any longer being constantly reminded how unlovable I really am. None of this is to make anyone feel bad or to blame anyone. It's just the reality of the situation. I am in this world alone. And over the years, I've tried to get used to it, And I've learned to adapt for the most part, but it's exhausting. Over the majority of the pandemic, I was in a relationship and that recently ended. He was the kindest man I've ever met. And he wasn't just my partner. He was my best friend. I still don't understand why it ended, but for God to show me what I've been missing all of these years by giving me this incredible man and friend, and then to take it all away hurt more than before. It hurt more than when I didn't have it because I didn't know what I was missing before. But to have someone care about me like he did and be all the things that I've ever prayed for, and then just to leave me like everyone else, only prove to me that I am and always will be unlovable. I don't want anyone listening to think, oh, some guy broke her heart and she took her life. It's more than that. And I don't blame him for any of this. So I don't want any of you to either. If anything, I'm trying to focus on the joy he brought into my life, even if only for a short year. As I live out these final moments, I'm remembering those memories very fondly, because those were the last happy memories I have. He showed me what love feels like. It sounds too silly because I'm sure the majority of you listening right now have been in love, some even more than once, and to know what it feels like for that love to be reciprocated. It took me 38 years for me to feel that for the first time, and now it's gone. I don't have the energy to speak much longer, so I want to finish off with this. I want the final takeaway for you to be a message of love. Show those around you you love them. Live every day with love in your heart, and live life by the golden rule. Treat others as you would like to be treated. Kindness goes a long way. And please don't cry because I'm gone. Know that I'm finally at peace, and I'm no longer in pain. And that I'm with my mama again. And I'm sorry Tato that I couldn't fight any longer. I really, really am. I don't know how it works on the other side, but I'd like to think if I came back as a sign or a symbol, it would be as a dragonfly. Throughout the world, many believe that their deceased loved ones send the dragonfly as a messenger to carry their message of love and reassurance that they are fine and continue to live on after death. I've always loved dragonflies. I think they're beautiful. And I've always thought this belief was quite beautiful as well. I mean, it would be cool to come back as a moose, but according to my internet research, the moose isn't exactly known as a symbolic message from beyond in any culture, so I don't think that's going to happen. That said, I'll definitely try, but I can't make any promises. But next time you're out and about and you see a moose or a dragonfly hanging around, know it's me saying hello. And if you see a dragonfly riding a moose, well then that's definitely me, no question. That's all for me. Thank you for tuning in to this final episode of Moose Tracks, locking horns with mental health. One last time, this is Ivanka signing off.